0: Locked On Spurs. Your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm Rose Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer, and I'm glad to have you back. Hey, happy day after Super Bowl Sunday. I think it's the uh, most called into work day, that being the day after. So if you did call into work, uh, glad to have you back. Maybe sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Lockdown Spurs. We're gonna be chatting about tonight's game. Spurs Warriors, Spurs looking for a little measure of revenge. This is the last time these two teams met, and the Spurs uh, they didn't like the outcome. Let's put it that way. Also on the show, we're gonna be discussing the All-Star game and whether or not a few Spurs are deserving, at least for a good chunk of votes, or let alone a position on that West squad. Ah, uh, the first fan results have come in, and needless to say, no Spur was voted in. And to help me do that and a lot more, I'm joined by Ty Yeager, a Spurs own contributor. Follow him on Twitter at the Ty, did you call into work after the after the Super Bowl?
1: I did not. I have way too much going on my plate to actually call <laughs> off. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, you know, there's that whole thing like they want the well, a lot of fans want the next day after Super Bowl to be a national holiday. I have to push for that, uh, Ty.
1: I think it should just be on Saturday. Make life easy on everyone.
0: That's a good way to think of it. You know, Kind of meet everybody in the middle. All right, just push it back a day. What's, what's, well, I guess it's you know Sunday is football, so it's more traditional. But nevertheless, hopefully your team won, whichever team you're rooting for, and you enjoyed the commercials. Speaking of the commercials, I, I enjoy the commercials more than the actual game. I think it depends on
1: who you're cheering for. But for instance, in this Super Bowl, I'm probably going to be more interested in the commercials than the actual game.
0: Yeah, same thing here. Yeah, well, hopefully, again, you enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday uh, with family, friends, and hopefully your team that you're cheering for. Juan. All right, so let's dive into it. The Spurs Warriors will get things going today, Ty. And last time these two met, the Spurs got thumped out in San Francisco. They got a home-home series in San Antonio before the Spurs head on off again on the road. Uh, looking at tonight's game, it obviously starts with Steph Curry. You know, This guy's been on fire late, and, you know, he got away – uh, and uh, pretty much put it on San Antonio the first time they got to slow him down tonight
1: yeah they definitely have to it, again this team, overall this this season the spurs have struggled with the three point defense i will say they've gotten better the last two games and i got some specific numbers on that but with curry going off for 26 on 10 to 17 shooting last time that does not help but i will also say the spurs did not have an easy time themselves shooting 12% from deep last time they went against the against the warriors yeah. So I think that I think they can pull, make a better performance off that, off that, off the next game than they did last time against the Warriors. But they gotta make sure that Steph does not get into a heat check from deep four for eight last time, and then overall the Warriors as a team shot for thirty nine percent from deep. You can't, can't allow that. So not at all. While it was only fifteen attempts. You still got to you got to make sure that these guys earn their earn their opportunity behind the arc. So yeah. Again, the Spurs. The Spurs this, first, this first season, though, they've allowed a lot of opponents wide open three point shots, fifty four percent of the time. But in the past two games, that's dropped down nearly ten points to forty five percent, which it's not still not an excellent number, but it's still it's much better than what they've been doing.
0: Yeah, and Steph Curry is on a tear of late. In the last ten games, he's made at minimum time minimum four three point shots in those games. The Spurs, as you mentioned, you know, had issues defending the three-point line. We saw that versus Utah early in the season. We saw that versus Memphis. Uh, you know, that's usually the case when teams stick around as they start hitting their threes versus San Antonio. You mentioned it's gotten better, but it may it, it, it needs to take another step if you're going against the uh, Warriors, especially with Curry. Now, the good news is, is that when it comes to the Warriors on the road, especially against the Western Conference. The Warriors are two and four. And I get it. You know, everybody this year, all teams are being impacted home, away, you know, on the road. But the Spurs gotten better at defending their home court tie, haven't they?
1: They have. And as much as you guys want, I think I said this last time where home court advantage kind of isn't there. I think it is event. It does put the home team at advantage because they're coming from their actual homes. They're not staying at a hotel. They're not under the tighter restrictions that teams on the road have to deal with. So Spurs have a little more comfortability. They get to sleep in their own bed and they usually get to drive themselves to, to the stadium compared mm-hmm. to having to drive, but right on a bus, sleep in a hotel room, all that. So yeah, I, I think there's a, there's advantages in that, in that aspect of coming for home, for home teams.
0: The last time these two met, uh, the Warriors put LaMarcus Aldridge in the pick-and-roll, and they pick-and-rolled him to death, and that's what allowed uh, Curry to pretty much have his way versus San Antonio. More than likely, LaMarcus Aldridge would not play tonight. He's been dealing with an injury. Uh, Popovich said in the last game that he'll likely see doctors this week. You, you don't want to say it, but you kind of want to say it, Ty. You know, have, not having LMA on the roster actually perhaps helps
1: tonight versus Golden State. All right, let's be honest. LMA is most is the most so every every Spurs team has had like some sort of liability on their roster. We saw with Paul Gasol two seasons ago. We saw with Brent Forbes last season. Lamarcus Aldrich is the liability on this team. In the half court defense, teams are scoring thirteen point four points per hundred possessions more when Lamarcus is on the floor, compared to a negative ten for for Pirtle and even and out with Eubanks. But Whenever teams can when our teams can go up against Aldridge and score fifty percent of their field goals against him, that's not helping your team anyway, in any way. Add on that but, he is add on that he is just slower. He's regressing physically on, and he just can't keep up. He's he gets torched in the pick and roll, like you said. He's not blocking shots, only one point two blocks per thirty six minutes. Um and then he's not grabbing rebounds either. He's just getting torched in the pick and roll with using using his phys- his lack of physicality against him, and it just hurts the team overall in defense. While he can put up some offensive numbers, defense is where he just is the hugest liability for this team.
0: Absolutely. Um, and the Spurs uh, are going to need uh, the young guys to step up. And the young guys, as, as far as that position is concerned, is Trey Lyles, Drew Eubanks, and Yaka Pertle. We know Yaka's been playing a lot better of late, You know, whether it be on the offensive rebounding side, whether it be even scoring. And even when he had a bad scoring night, In the win versus Houston, he was getting done, getting done on the boards. He had uh, double figure rebounding. Drew Eubanks was just on fire versus Houston. Came off the bench and was just energy, a spark. Uh, Finished with double figure scoring. He had grabbed some good rebounds. Looked really good out there. And then the Trey Lyles also as well. Uh, You know, it seems to me to uh, to, uh, these three guys fit better in defense and offense versus Golden State tonight.
1: They should. And also another thing going. Saying I know Pertle had that slow start to start the season, but this man is currently leading the league in defensive field goal percentage, which means team players cannot score against them easily. He's leading that with thirty opponents are only scoring 38% of their shots against Pertle. That's one of the best in the league. Then not on the two point one blocks per 36 minutes. And then the teams are not are losing points to points per 100 possessions whenever is on the court. That's that's what you want in a defender. That's a all that's a defensive player of the year caliber type performance and you want and i think that's going to be that's going to be important i know wiseman it looks like he might not be able to play he's still coming off a a wrist injury so depending on who's playing i think pearl could just really lock down whoever their big men are because again the warriors didn't have the biggest depth in the in the league um and then you add on that if you can get your guys like Derek White and DeJounte Murray still playing like they have been on defense, maybe you can, you can make have, give it Steph Curry a rough time. Yeah.
0: And, look, it's not just the, the fact that the Spurs got to worry about that potent offense, especially from Curry versus Golden State. Uh, it, the Golden State Warriors have been sharing the ball of late. I mean, they really, really have. Uh, they're averaging, I think, in the last few games, uh, Ty, 30-something assists per game. Uh, they're really, really upping up the passing. They're spreading it around. You know, uh, actually, I think they've had 32 assists per game in the last four games. So they're spreading that the ball around. It is, it's not just simply going to Curry. Uh, you mentioned Wiseman; he may not play tonight, but there's there's still that other veteran, Draymond Green. He had himself a game versus San Antonio in that first meeting. And of course, uh, you look at this Spurs team, and hey, you know, it's almost like contrasting styles. You have the Warriors who are potent offensively, mainly just from one guy, but the Spurs are potent offensively because they have more balance. It could be DeMar DeRozan. I mean, he's, what, 30 points uh, in the last two games. It could come from Patty Mills. It could come from DeJounte Murray. It could come from Kelton Johnson. I think that's where the Spurs got to capitalize on tonight is that they got more offensive weapons than maybe the Warriors do. Yeah, and the, again, Spurs – the
1: Warriors did not have the best depth in the league. And it's it's been shallow, and that's kind of why I'm always been short on them. But this Spurs has if you can have a guy like Drew Eubanks, who's technically your third center, come and light it up with the way that he did did against Houston, that's what you need. And that just shows you how good, how talented this Spurs bench can be. And and like you said, it definitely is contrasting styles where you've had multi you've had nearly I want to say almost all your starters have all your starters have been some sort of leading scorer at some point for a game, and then you add on three guys from the bench have been leading scores as well. So, mm-hmm. the Spurs have a lot of guys that they can go to. Um, while the the Warriors are overall fourth fourth in the league in assists per game, the Spurs still are first and lack and not turning over the ball and not fouling. Yep. So, if you're okay. able to not if you're able to put the good defense, which is now a top ten, the Spurs defense is now back in the top ten. If you to put up the good defense, force some steals, block some shots, and then not turn over the ball yourself, that's perfect basketball right there. But, exactly. but if you if you focus now, it's especially that you have Derek White back and Dejounte Murray in a elite defensive backcourt. If you can have those two back and defending the way they can, put them against Steph Curry and lock Steph Curry down,
0: and you're going to you're going to make it, your, it easier for yourself. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors do have Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, he's been scoring in double figures in 11 of the last 14 games. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins as well. He can light it up, too. But nevertheless, I do like the Spurs' balance and depth versus Golden State. I think, you know, with Noel May, and again, I'm not trying to knock on him or bash him, but yeah, you know, you have a better mobile big with Lyles, with Eubanks. Uh, you know, you've got that versus... LMA, as you mentioned, you know, he looks like he's becoming a shell of his former self already physically. So that should help San Antonio tonight. Hopefully the Spurs will get that W because I think after this home-home series, doesn't the roadie road trip begin? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So these two games against the Warriors are very key because you want the Spurs to go out on the road. For an extended amount of time with W rather than L's and you know, a good way to start that trip. All right, when we get back, uh, we're going to be continuing our chat about your Spurs and talking about the All Star Game, whether or not any Spurs are deserving of well, just simply votes from the fans, and e- even better, you know, maybe a spot on that roster. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about uh, Blue Nile. Now, you want to go to BlueNile.com right now because. Well, they're offering the 1010 collection. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibility sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, and they're available right now exclusively on bluenow.com, and when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond ring is uh, iconic, especially when it comes to popping the big question. It's timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. So if you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, then you're going to definitely want to check this out. Again, the limited edition the collection of diamond and Gabriel rings is now available at exclusively uh, over at bluedenial.com. back and I'm joined by Ty Yeager. He is the uh, Spurs' Zone contributor with me as well as a uh, co-host of At The Line podcast and other Spurs podcasts. Go check that out. Hey, look, I know we're talking about the Spurs right now, but what about the rest of the sports world? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Ty, let's going to shift gears now and talk about the All-Star Game and the NBA released the first fan returns. And shocking, no Spur was listed among fans. Um, now, we get it. It's a popularity contest. When it comes to the fan voting, I mean, Klay Thompson, he was listed on there. I mean, sometimes, you know, these are where fans maybe shouldn't be too heavily involved. But nevertheless, Ty, you look at the Spurs roster and we get it. Maybe right now there's no marquee name. There's no LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, you know, Giannis. But do the Spurs have players right now that are worthy of just votes from the fans, let alone a spot on the Western Conference? Yes,
1: there's a given. I think it's a given that DeMar DeRozan should be an all star. But first off, let me tell you, I absolutely hate fan voting. I think it's uh, some of the stupid. Tell
0: us how you feel, Ty.
1: It's stupid. It just, I thank God it's weighted, but whatever we've seen this before where players that just, it's not even, it's just a joke at some point. We've seen Taco Fall, Alex Caruso, Zaza, Bachulia be get being the top 10 in fan voting. And now this year it's clay Thompson who hasn't even played a single minute. I think it's a, I think it's supposed to be a kind gesture, but still it's stupid. I think people should take the all-star voting a bit more seriously in my opinion, but oh, well I can't, I can't stop casuals from doing voting like idiots, but over overall, I think that Demar Derozan has put up some all-star performances in terms of the way he's performing, the efficiency he's putting. Yep. I know some games that he might not show up, but that's only been one or two on occasion. He's doing; he's been doing a lot of things for this team, and we saw it against Houston in his thirty-piece there, and even like a lot of reporters are saying that Derozan should be an all-star. They're saying that he's having one of his best seasons of his career. So I, I feel like that, I think that you're, he's not going to become a starter. I think because that's also what fan voting's for luckily right. and coaches will decide who becomes the reserves. I think DeRozan will get that all-star not off as a reserve, but it's, it's fan voting is stupid. And, and I, and I, I know that, we're, I know that we're talking about the all-star game, but I, I think that having the All-Star game in the current climate is not a smart choice either, but I'm okay with, with like picking out rosters, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, like rosters but no play. I get it, yeah, just to say you were named an All-Star. But how important has DeRozan been for the Spurs? Well, whenever he scores 30, pl- 30 points or more, the Spurs are undefeated at 4-0. When he makes 10 or more field goals, the Spurs are undefeated, 4-0. And... Uh, when he has eight or more assists, the Spurs are six and one. So, you know, you mentioned the fact that he has double, uh, what, the thirty-point outings back to back. We mentioned some of the numbers right now. There's no reason why he should be getting votes right now, and I get it. It was just the first fan returns. Maybe Ty, the fans will wise up, in the second returns when they're announced. Something eh, tells me that I I ain't, tell me. that
1: ain't gonna happen. Another thing but- with DeRozan, Another thing with DeRozan, twenty point twenty eight point and a half ga- points per game on. Forty-nine percent shooting. Whenever he's yeah. attempting, almost fourteen field goals a game. He's also shooting thirty-five percent from deep. I gotta give him to that. He's only taking almost taking two attempts a game. Six six and a half assists, five rebounds, and then also he's turning over the ball under two times a game. That's a pretty amazing for the amount of touches that he gets and the amount of times that he's handling the ball. So also just every, any every single player on the roster is not average is not averaging over two turnovers a game that it's all under two so i got to give a nod to the whole roster in that
0: in that aspect at his position small forward here's where he ranks he's second in free throw attempts second in free throws made second in assists fifth in free throw percentage seventh in points ninth in field goals made and uh yeah i mean even at his spot uh the numbers are there showing that he is worthy of some fan votes, and maybe just maybe a spot on that Western Conference bench. Now, DeRozan is not the only uh, player that uh, is worthy of some voting from fans or, or more. Uh, what are your thoughts on Keldon Johnson? Uh, he, you know, I know he's very, he's very young in his career, just his sophomore season, but do you feel he's played enough to just garner some votes from fans or or even just a look from coaches? I think
1: that if you're the only way that he's going to get some sort of nod is through fan voting. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. I don't think he's played enough. But damn, you gotta admit it, he's fun to watch. So if yeah. we if Warriors fans can get Clay Thompson to top ten, you can probably get Keldon Johnson in there. The Spurs fans really pushed it. I can understand if some Spurs fans take it seriously fan voting seriously, like I do. But I'm like I'm become, I'm kind of learning. I'm kind of learning. It's like hmm, maybe we should take advantage of this.
0: <laughs> well. um Calvin Johnson has been great for San Antonio this year. You know, he's just taking another step, more leap, in his development in, in, in well, just his sophomore season. So, I mean, th- this is what we're seeing at his sophomore season. Can't wait to see how he uh, is playing down the road. Uh, let's look at some of the numbers here uh, from Calvin Johnson. Uh, whenever he has four more assists, the Spurs are two and one, and they're uh, they're just clicking with him. It is not simply just the numbers that we see, we know he's putting up good numbers, but the energy, the screaming, you know, uh, the Derozan Rosa came out recently and said that he's an effing character, you know, the, the locker room presence that he brings. And look, I get locker room presence is not a criteria for the All-Star game, or let alone getting a nod, but what he's done so far in this season and in a short amount of his time in his career, I, I think he should have gotten at least some fan votes, some fan attention, you think again? He's just still kind of right there at the cusp of not being kind of a household name yet, like Demar Derozan is.
1: Yeah, it's. I, th- I think in a few seasons, he, he can easily be an All Star for the Spurs team. And just it's going to probably take a little bit, a little bit more time, a little bit more time for him to build steam, get some get mm-hmm. some name recognition, but and also just give him time to become a primary option for the team, not be behind two, three year guys.
0: Yeah. Well, here's some uh, interesting number, uh, more numbers from him or rankings in this case. At his position, the small forward spot, he's first in offensive rebounds, fourth in rebounds, fifth in defensive rebounds. So uh, he's he's not simply just that rim attacker uh, going for dunks and screaming his head off. And he also gets it done on the defensive end with uh, rebounding. He helps San Antonio in that department. Maybe too early in his career, but I definitely believe he should be getting some votes. Just anything, not. What we saw in the first fan returns—that was just ridiculous. All right, now Ty, you're making a push now for Drew Eubanks <laughs> to get into the All Star game. I we saw you on social media. I think you even didn't you call out the uh, Houston broadcast team for what they had? Yes, to say I did. The game? Yes, I did. Yeah, Ty, take it away. What what are you doing right now for a uh, Drew Eubanks All Star push?
1: So again, as much as fan voting can piss me off, I've learned that we're gonna take advantage of it. If if people are going to get Clay Thompson and the Thompson in the West voting. I think we can get a Drew Eubanks there because Drew Eubanks can just he can put on a show when he's out there. He showed that against Houston. I will here. Here's some numbers to back up my All Star push. He has the Every team best. He has the team best defensive rating at 105. He is per 100 possessions. He score. He's blocking 5.7 shots per 100 possessions. I will. It's a little inflated because he's only played ninety-two minutes. But come on, that's a great number. That's five, five point seven blocks per hundred possessions. Fifteen point six points per hundred possessions. He's shooting forty-three percent from the field overall, though. Um, then again, he had a, he had two blocks in the span of a minute in his first minute on the court against Houston. Then he claimed two bodies, sent two people to <laughs> to the morgue in terms of catching bodies on the dunk. If if you want to show Go to Drew Eubanks and guess what? The All Star Game is a is a show. It's not. It's meant to have fun. It's meant to show off crazy athletic dunks and just crazy passing. Why not put Drew Eubanks there? So if you if you want if you want to send to, see Drew Eubanks' name in the top ten West voting, do hashtag Drew Eubanks hashtag NBA All Star and just tweet it he out. Has the hashtag already? <laughs> Have your friends retweet it. Go vote every day and just put Drew Eubanks along with next to DeMar DeRozan for the backcourt for your backcourt vote and the or is it the front court back front court vote? Front court vote for the for the NBA All Star Game in the West. You can do it. Drew Eubanks and DeMar DeRozan. Go it just go ahead and do it, guys. I, we go. should see
0: Drew Eubanks' name in the top <laughs> ten West voting by the end of this. And there you have it, uh, Ty making his push for a Drew. But you know, Ty, I also want to bring up this name too, Dejounte Murray. You know, quietly he's having a great season. You know, he's career highs in several statistical categories for him. Do you think he should be given a look by the coaching staff? I think he should. And just with the way that he's been a leader this
1: season, the way that he's definitely a he's definitely a most improved player of the year candidate for sure. Mm-hmm. Then, but. He's pickpocketing everyone. It's making cl- clutch deals like we saw against Boston. He is second in scoring, tied with Kelton Johnson, and 14.4 points per game. This is impressive, but whenever you have eight eight players uh, scoring in double digits for your team, that's just a really balanced scoring attack. He's improved his jump shot already, 43% on the field. He's taking three-pointers. It's at 31% currently, but he's taking those, which is encouraging. Seven mm-hmm. rebounds is yeah. your is your second leading rebounder on the team beyond Kelton Johnson, five point two assists and under and under two turnovers a game, that's impressive. And then also one point three steals per game, so it's impressive. I don't think he's going to get All Star. Not I think there's too many guys ahead of him, but coaches should have him on a on the name have his name on the short list.
0: Yeah, I'm right there. I think he's done enough, like you mentioned, just to be on the short list. You know, to get some like, you know, hey, some votes, because we're gonna eventually the NBA does release the entire voting and you're gonna see who got what and that'll come down the road. Hopefully, uh, you know, it's respectable for DeJounte and Kelden and even Drew, because you know, Ty's pushing for Drew. The Drew Eubanks to the All Star Game campaign has begun. But yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to continue our chat about the San Antonio Spurs. Circle back to that Houston game, because it wasn't just simply fireworks on the court. There were some fireworks (laughs) off the court and in the stands. Uh, Ty and I are going to talk about what happened between Spurs and Rockets fans uh, in the other game that just simply passed. So before we do that and get into that main event, let's quickly talk about Bet Online. That's the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Type that give you money back when you sign up, so yay. I, I, I could use some more money. <laughs> well, you want to go to betonline.ag right now? Uh, look, uh, you got the NBA full swing uh, and MLB starting up soon, NHL. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports books experts. And uh, once again, I got to talk to you about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. You want to go there right now for the best tasting protein bars ever. I just got another box tie. They come out with this brand new flavor. It's like the chocolate marshmallow fluff protein bar. Ooh. It is phenomenal. I I I, I swear, I thought, is this Bilt Bar? Is this like a knockout brand, like trying to trick me into Built Bar? Because this is tasting 10 times better than their normal uh, bars. They're all good, but this one is just going to be better. And I think all fans are going to want to go and get themselves a box of Built Bars right now because they've got 18 amazing flavors, six new ones, including carrot cake and even cookies and cream. They're healthy, uh, uh, just a healthy snack. And you taste like you're eating just a candy bar. Covered in 100% chocolate, great for the keto diet, great if you're looking to watch your calories, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, all the good stuff you need out of a protein bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code ON, and get yourself 20% off your next order. Use promo code ON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Ty, let's talk about the fireworks that happened last night, or no, a couple nights ago in Houston. Spurs fans and rocket or Spurs fan, And Rocket fans got into a brawl. You had a a big, big, huge Spurs fan wearing a sweater with the Fiesta uh, colors on it, taking on two Rockets fans. They were swinging. They were kicking. They had some some other people that were on the fringe of the fight spinning on each. I mean, it was a melee tie.
1: Dude, it's... I I don't know I don't remember a fight happening in the stadium in a long time one so one nature is healing everyone we're having fans <laughs> um, I thought it was an MA fight because you had multiple camera angles because you could you could see both cameramen it's like you had multiple angles of this you got the high up version and then you got the low down version so you yeah, can see everything that's going
0: on um, here's my thing how many fans did Houston let in I mean from the footage that we saw and they might as well just it up the stadium because it was packed. I mean, was Houston like COVID be right now or what?
1: No, it's they. So they're allowing. I want to say it's about twenty five percent at the most. It's not. It's not much. Yeah, it's not much for the. It's not much for in terms. Of, you still have a lot of people there, but it's not too much. But, but still, you're having fans in the. You're having fans in the stands there, and and then it selects a few stadiums. I think it's a bad idea, in my opinion, but. Again, these teams need to make some sort of money. But going back to the fight, it's it looked like this Spurs guy was just kind of minding his his own business. And this guy in a Camo a Camelage one jersey. Houston, yeah, go ahead and take away – take the Camo jersey from us. You will not be – we will not hate you for it. And, <laughs> but it seems like t- – you know, I'm not sure this guy was just in a pure white outfit. So I'm not sure if he was a Rockets fan or not. But just a pure fight. And then he goes punch some random – some other random dude. Yeah. So.
0: Well, the guy in the white T-shirt got headlocked at the end, and it looked like some guy came out from a different um, seat just to maybe calm everything down. But no, I think he escalated. He put the guy in the headlock. He kind of wants to choke him out, drags him to the uh, to the floor. And here's the thing. The usher was nearby, and he attempted to stop it, but then when he saw he couldn't take it anymore or control it, he just stepped back. What got me was how long it took for security to show up.
1: No, it's, it took a you, while
0: for them to get there.
1: Yeah, because this fight was going on for at least 30, 40, maybe even a minute before I even saw any security in there. But this was intense. This wasn't like a, just a normal like push, Some maybe a few punches. There were some serious some yeah. serious punches, some kicks. This one dude just kind of punched in the face like twice and just took it. Then I will say the Spurs fan got – the Elijah one guy came in came in, and the Spurs fan just started taking some hooks on him, just trying to get him out.
0: <laughs> it was a lot of
1: defense, but –
0: yeah, and lost, being lost. Yeah, she was being lost. Everything, and I think the one the guy in the white t shirt was just simply escalating it. Uh, um, it looked like it started between the camo on jersey guy and the Spurs guy, and then it just the guy in the white t shirt came in. He started throwing. What got me was the guy. The guy in the white t shirt was so conscious about where he was standing that he was hanging onto the railing while he was throwing. Huh? So he he was conscious enough to know like I could fall over and speed of falling over. The Spurs guy he took a bad tumble at the end of the brawl. Where he's pushed and shoved over the seat, the seating row uh, right in front of him, and he see his friend around trying to pull him back up with his by his uh, hands on his <laughs> on his uh, his uh, hoodie. There, it was just uh, a mess, and it was, was like,
1: he, he, it was like that awkward fall because you're because your legs are his legs are still up, but his body is like below his legs. So it was just like like how can you get up? it's not easy to get up from stuff like that. But again, we're seeing fan fights. Nature is healing everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: COVID's not solved, yeah. but we're, we're, we're but we're healing.
0: <laughs> yes, this is a sign. This is actually a good sign. But no, it's actually, we're not advocating violence here. Um, we, you just you just hate to see something like this break out because Houston is one of the few teams that are allowing fans in. I think it's like the the Rockets, the Magic, the Lakers, the Hawks. I don't know the Hawks. Um, the, off the top of my head, are, are a few teams that are allowing fans in. Uh, San Antonio was going to do it, but they, they put the pause on that because San Antonio doesn't seem to want to get their act together and stop the spread. And the spread keeps on getting worse and worse in San Antonio. And you look at the situation, and you're, you're saying like, well, first of all, none of them are wearing masks, not one of them. And I get it, you know, it's a fight. Maybe they took it off, and oh, we're going to fight. Here we go. But for most part, you look at the fans that were at the game. I didn't see any mask being worn. I don't know if that's a prerequisite if you're going to come into the game. Like you have to wear your mask the entire four to. quarters. Yeah, it's because you usually the
1: guidelines state, and I'm just kind of going off memory. And most likely this is the case. But the only time you're only allowed to take off your mask is for whenever you're eating or drinking. And some people, some people try to find use that as a loophole, but it's extremely irresponsible, especially with strains that we're finding that are even more contagious than we've previously seen. Um. Then you, and also adding on that vaccine. Not everyone's vaccine, and you. The vaccine is not going to work if you're still getting exposed to the virus and it's still spreading the virus. That does not help anyone. Not so at all. So wear your wear your mask, and it's just irresponsible. I know that. I know some teams are really good about about managing mask where mask uses at games, but it seems like the Rockets are not bothering it. Nope. But as we as but oh well, but. People need to get their act together. We're not out of this. The, fa- the faster that everyone can get a vaccine, the faster that everyone can still wear the mask and still still take the per- the healthy precautions that we need to as a as a country. The faster we'll get back to normal.
0: And here's the thing too: going back to the fight, um, well, this brawl between Spurs fans and well, Spurs fan, like I guess, and Rocket fan is um, you're looking at what happened and what transpired, right? And I'm thinking, like, what sparked it, right? So there were some Spurs fans that actually attended the game. And uh, from what was tweeted to me was, A, Rockets fans started it. And why? Well, again, according to fans that were at the game, tie, they were saying that it started not because of, of words about the game, but about the cities, just San Antonio and Houston. So that's what some fans were saying what sparked the fight, Uh it, it just stupid as childish. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be surprised if we, you, know, you know whoever was involved, because it wasn't just a three guys. It was a handful of guys, his friends. He had, I guess, some of their female friends were there. They're trying to pull everybody apart. One of the female uh, that were in that was involved was spitting on the Spurs fans. It was such a show, and yeah, it's a, it's a it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame that happened. But like Ty said, yeah, kind of sort of slowly going back to normalcy. Because <laughs> this is the first time. I mean, this usually happens a lot between Spurs fans and uh Rockets fans. Back in the day, Ty in the Alamo Dome. I went to the game there and was a Rockets Spurs fan. And I think my dad, my dad and I went, we witnessed a brawl break out between the same situation, Rockets and Spurs fans brawling. This is not uncommon. And looks at that a rivalry continues, even though is it really a rivalry when uh, San Antonio has major scoreboard on the Rockets as a franchise. Ooh, ooh, drinking the yeah. tea. Drink yeah, tea. there you go. I know. All right, <laughs> no, it's ooh. it's
1: they're they're the older brother because they won the first championship. But they're the, the older brother that
0: Peter that peaked in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the fight? I'm pretty sure everybody saw it now. Uh, what are your thoughts on what happened out in Houston at the Toyota Center? And also, uh, what are your thoughts about tonight's game, as well as which Spurs deserve just some votes alone or not on that Western uh, All-Star uh, bench? We need to hear from you. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. And uh, yeah, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we got a lot coming on this week here at Locked On Spurs, whether it be game recaps, game previews, more discussions on uh, how certain players and positions are doing as a whole. A lot coming out here on Locked On Spurs. Ty, take it away. You can follow me on Twitter at the Ty Yeager, you can, or you can follow my podcast
1: at the Line Podcast at the Line Pod on, on Twitter. But if you want to see, you, most of the time I'm giving you guys some live clip, some live clips from the game, some great gifts. I have two. I've made two gifts of both, both a uh, Drew's dunk and then also, how do we forget about how do we forget about Devin Vassell's hammer against Houston? Yes. That was so amazing. I there's a, that I have a nice. gift of that. If I have a gift of that, and I also posted a link to where you can find all the gifts that I upload, so you can actually use them yourself. So go, but you can find that all on my Twitter at the Ty Again, make sure to check out at the Line Podcast at the Line Pod on Twitter or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Look at that, Ty. Now he gives you uh, some timely takes. And now he's offering his services for free. Free GIFs for everybody who follows Ty on uh, Twitter. So we're Ty Jaeger. I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.